Welcome to Songs and Stories, the Not For Musicians Only music podcast. Hey there, welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories episode number 86. Part two of my two-part chat with Keith Greninger and Dan Kai about their new duo CD, Make It Rain, which you might recall from episode number 85, was uh, um, recorded in the San Francisco Bay Area studio of Cookie Marenko, and it was done in one eight-hour session on two-inch analog tape. I interviewed Cookie a couple episodes back as well. We talked about that, and you can go back to michaelgaither.com if you missed that interview, and you can download it from there. But uh, this was done in one eight-hour session, and in our previous interview, we talked with Keith and Dan about their 10, 11-year or so collaboration together and how everything kind of came together on this new CD, which is a really great listen. And because it was done live pretty much, and on two-inch analog tape, it really has a different kind of feel to it than a lot of things you might hear out there. And that's kind of the specialty of Cookie Marenko. So all these recent interviews have sort of blended together on that same topic about recording in a more natural kind of environment. So what we're going to hear here, what we're going to hear here in part two of my talk with Keith and Dan, are a couple of songs played live off the new record. As I said in the last interview, this new release, Make It Rain, has a, a few originals, but for the most part are a lot of cover tunes of audience favorites from live shows, and they put them together on this CD and recorded them in the studio. So Keith and Dan will play That's What Makes You Strong, a Jesse Winchester cover, and then Make It Rain, the title track written by Dan Kai. Before we get to that, I want to remind you, as always, if you want to find some links to go with this interview, you can go to my site, michaelgaither.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. Look for Songs and Stories 85 and 86 there at the top of the, of the webpage, I mean the main page. And I'll have some links to Keith and Dan's sites, their CDs and tour dates and everything else that kind of fits in with this discussion. So let's get right to it. Here are Keith and Dan around my kitchen table playing That's What Makes You Strong. I'll do That's What Makes You Strong. Sure. Want to talk about it first a little bit? It's the open. It's the opening track on the new CD. You just want to do it in G, then? Is that Oh, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So it was a song you played live for a number of years. Where'd it come to you when you first hear it? How long you been playing it? Okay. Great. Are you rolling? I'm rolling. All right, so you're rolling. Uh, So we're gonna play. uh, We're gonna play the Jesse Winchester song that that starts the new CD off, and. you know, I, I this is just one of those songs. It's just a simple masterpiece written by who I consider probably one of the greatest American songwriters of all time, Jesse Winchester. Uh, Dan and I have had the uh, opportunity to to play with and open it up with Jesse oh, a fair uh, amount of times, and we know him a little bit. And mm-hmm. He's just a sweetheart of a man, and uh, so this is a song that the very first time I ever heard Jesse sing this, I uh, fell in love with it, and I started singing it to my daughter has a lullaby at night mm. and it became one of those songs that she kept wanting to hear you know sometimes with kids when they're really young mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't think they're going to get the concept you know they yeah. might want something a little more la 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 yeah, la, yeah. yeah. 
And so I just would sing it a lot, and I think Dame fell in love with it and was playing it for a while yeah. as well. And I remember when the record, that Gentleman of Leisure record, came out, and I and I, my friends said, check this Jesse record out. It's a great record. And uh, actually, it was Laura Ellen who said, check this record out. Did, yeah. And she said, and and, I, and that tune came on, and I was like, whoa. And she says, yeah, that's pretty much the, the song. And I said, yeah. And I started singing it, you know, at parties and stuff after after shows or whatever, and people would always go. What is that? You know, what is that? It's, it's, I've always, anywhere we've ever gone and played that song, if someone hasn't heard it, they immediately just, mm-hmm. what is that song? What a beautiful tune. I mean, it, like you say, it's a masterpiece. It's it just, is. It's, it's simple mm-hmm. and, and eloquent. And uh, I've played it at uh, a few memorials for friends mm-hmm. and things like that. I've mm-hmm. played it at a wedding before. You know, so, so it kind of goes in any direction. So we'll play it for you. All right. And thanks, Jesse, for writing such a great song. sounds natural is having to tune the guitar while after you right. start the song. <laughs> Folks will listen to it, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what lifts our soul That's what helps us sing 
Share with the group. The title track's always nice. Maybe right. Maybe Maybe nice. nice. Yeah, let's do that. I love the lyrics in that song. Yeah. So that guitar is good. It just it needs it needs something. Yes, it's um. What model is that? Kind of pick it's a triple O twenty eight. Kind of pick up again. I got a Fishman Matrix just under the under the, the bridge right there. It's a really hot pickup. I don't know. It's heavy. Yeah, it's weighing, it's weighing the body a lot too. Yeah. Um, yeah, this guitar just—it's—it's it's almost all there. It just feels to me like it needs to be pushed around a little and mm-hmm. play. You know, open you know, tunings are really—I don't know if you play in open tunings, but I'm sometimes for, I've found over the years, if you take a guitar and leave it in an open tuning for a couple of weeks and mm-hmm. let all these different resonant—you know—it's just it's a, a lot idea. of it is—you know—you can also if it's. If it means that much to you, you know, you can also take it to. Um, well, I want to get it worked. I just, I'm yeah. not sure what needs to be done right. to it. Yeah. I mean, there can be some. Sometimes these guys can shave a little of the bracings to bring mm-hmm. out. More yeah, I was going to say that a lot of times they'll carve, they'll scallop the bracings a little bit, and they mm-hmm. may even actually uh, do a little on the top itself. Occasionally, they'll do that. They'll scoop a little bit out. And... But uh, are you playing it a, a lot or much in group settings? Or, I mean, even I'm not now that I've started to. Well, I, I got that 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 jumbo about a year ago. But when I this was my guitar for like four years, and I played it really hard, and then I started finger picking more, and then I ended up with that one. So it's been sitting around for a while. It hasn't really been played. Yeah. So that's the worst thing you can do to an instrument. Oh, I know. I mean, really, as far as like its its tone, and I mean, I notice even when I. I'll get a guitar and I, that sounds good, and I'll put it away for a while, and I'll pull it out. There's always a period where it's kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. know. Which bothers me when I have friends that have like 11, 12, 15 guitars, and yeah, you can't play all those all the time, right? No, you can't. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. So talk about the the song "Make It Rain." Um, well, it's uh, which has some wonderful lyrics. <clears throat> Thank you. And it's an original. It is an original. Um, I actually wrote it on the djembe. I, it was sort of just a drum chant song. That's when I first saw you play that. Probably so, yeah. yeah. I, I used to just uh, sing, sing it and, and have bells. People play bells. And it's it's kind of set to a paragol rhythm, which is a, a Haitian kind of a 6-8 
feel. Um, at the time, I was playing a lot with Bakra Bata, which is a steel drum dance masquerade group, and we were doing a lot of Haitian music, mm-hmm. and I was just really inspired by it. And the, the song is actually inspired by a conversation I had with a dancer who's from Benin, Africa, and he was saying to me that when he was a little kid, he used to get together with his friends, and they would, they would all make it rain. They would get together and... Mm. And he said, uh, you know, I tried it in Paris and it doesn't work. <laughs> and I told him, yeah, it's funny. When I, when I was a kid in Maui, you know, playing with my friends, we used to make it rain too. And, and we started talking about magic and just the whole idea that in, in uh, certain parts of the world where people believe in magic, it's very apparent. It's very real. And anyone who's ever been to a place like that kind of knows what I'm talking about. Uh, and a great example, there's a festival in Brazil that happens in the dry season. Uh, and every year they do the same thing. There's basically a parade and, and uh, they assemble and then it rains for and everybody runs home. Basically, the thing breaks up, everybody runs home. It rains for about 15 minutes and then it doesn't rain again for weeks. And it does this every year. And it's kind of this just unexplainable phenomenon. And, but for them, it's very explainable. It's magic. It's, mm-hmm. it's, they have a, a totally different relationship with it. So I just started thinking about in our culture, we don't believe in that. So it doesn't happen. So there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, but like, you know, I know you believe in it, I believe in it, uh, people, a lot of us believe in it. And so I wrote the song as sort of just a reminder that, hey, we've got we've to keep those things strong so that the magic can flow in our lives, you know. And it's especially for the children, because I just worry about that idea fading away, so. Yeah. I had a quick question for yeah. probably both of you. Did having kids change your songwriting at all? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everything changes your songwriting. Marriage, death, having children, moving to a new place, you know, a different environment. Um, your all the relationships. Yeah, you're kids living where you pretty much grew up and moving up to the northwest. Yeah, I've gone through a lot of changes in my life. Uh, you know, I'm not close as close to the people that I grew up with as I once was, and and my children have uh, have grown up in kind of what's a new environment to me. So. Yeah, it's been interesting, and it's definitely had a profound effect on my songwriting, and, and I know it has on, on Keith. A lot of his songs are inspired by the family, mm-hmm. you know, the experience of being a dad and, and also being a son, you know. Mm-hmm. As, we, as our parents uh, age and go through different changes, you know, I think that affects our songwriting as we take on different responsibilities. And Yeah, it all transitions. It's funny. I you know, listen to the younger, you know, the stuff that I first started writing when I was... You know, in my teens and, and even into my early 20s, mm-hmm. it was all, so much of it was, I know what's going on, and yeah. let me tell you what's going yeah. on. Well, because when you're 20, you're immortal, you know everything. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and it's funny, because a lot of times people will come up and ask me to play, oh, you know, play, and it's like, sometimes I just don't play much anymore, because yeah. I'm, it's, I don't, I don't really connect with the narrative anymore. I see why people you like You don't think it. the same way, you don't feel... Well, yeah, I just, you feel awkward, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's just, in, and I think that's fine, you know, it's just, it's part of, I think we can look at all the song, great songwriters uh, throughout the years, to, you know, I mean, Dylan writes a lot different now than he did when he was a kid, yeah. and, 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 you know, everybody, Springsteen does, you know, it's like... And it's supposed to go that way. Your right. art is supposed to change with you. You're supposed to, when we're young, mm-hmm. we're supposed to feel invincible. We're supposed to push the envelope. That's evolution. And as we grow... And, and we realize, it's... basically, yeah, we're, we're pretty much just like our dads. And, <laughs> yeah. You know? And yeah. Point, maybe we'll get out in a better situation than them, but and maybe point, we won't. And and point, we'll go, yeah, at some point you reluctantly admit that. Right. <laughs> exactly. It, you know. Exactly. So, you know... We're not reluctant. What's that old quote about when I... I got to be 30 I, I was amazed how much my father had learned or, 
<laughs> I don't have the quote right, but yeah, I think that's Mark Twain. Or yeah, something. yeah, but yeah, I mean, you definitely. I think you become the more you know, the the less you know. Right. Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> talking about church earlier and playing music to our pastors, they made a comedy. He was talking about the '90s and when the internet grew, and he said, you know, and he was quoting some stats, but he said, we have more information at our at our fingertips than ever before in the history of humankind. But we're also the most ignorant in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like literacy rates have declined and yeah. all sorts of things. <laughs> but it's in my Twitter feed, so it's you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I can go back anytime. I don't need to know that. Right. Right. <laughs> Let's hear maker. <laughs> When I go back home 
Again, <laughs> the wife approval meter has been that's good. It's always got to pass the wife test. That's right. How was that, honey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, quick question on this. So, it, it felt like a waltz, but what was the actual rhythm? Scale? Well, it's it's six eight, so okay. it, it okay. would feel like a waltz. You could so you could sort of feel it in three, yeah. but it's kind of like that that. Six feel so it's like one, two, three, four, five, six. Great song, great CD. Thank you, Michael, and great seeing you guys. Great to great see you to too, see you too yeah. man. Thanks for having us and for doing the podcast with uh, everybody. Thanks for all your help with the promotion of our music and and spreading the love and doing what you do. I just appreciate your time. Right back at you. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> And once again, Keith Greninger and Dan Kai playing That's What Makes You Strong and Make It Rain off their new CD, Make It Rain, which you can find at uh, keithgreninger.com, dankai.com. And if you go to michaelgather.com, I have links to all that stuff as well under the sections for Songs and Stories 85 and 86. Uh, one kind of funny aside is um, whenever I am fortunate enough to do these kitchen table talks, which is the, what I found in doing these the last few years, the best place to record these interviews. My wife's still usually in the back room, and after somebody plays a song, she'll 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 clap and cheer, and she has no idea she's in these podcasts. So, thanks, Cindy, and uh, you you are on the radio. Anyway, that was Keith and Dan about their new CD, "Make It Rain." Uh, part two of a two-part chat. If you want to learn a little bit more about Keith and Dan, you can go to michaelgaither.com and download the Dan Kai interview. That was way back in the archives in episodes 25 and 26. And I followed that up with an interview with Keith. Uh, that was episodes number 27 and 28. But uh, I hope you enjoyed this chat with Keith and Dan. And coming up on the next episode of a couple of episodes of Songs and Stories, we'll be talking with an L.A. songwriter, James Hurley, who I met at the Far West Folk Alliance uh, last fall, fall 2009. He came by the house recently, again, around the kitchen table. And it turns out he was actually a, a resident of the town that I live in now, way back when he was a kid. And we'll learn all about that, hear quite a few songs, and talk with James Hurley. So once again, this has been Songs and Stories 85 and 86 with Keith Granger and Dan Kai. I'm Michael Gaither. If you have any questions about this podcast or suggestions for other interviews, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me at... Michael at MichaelGaither.com by email or just go to MichaelGaither.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. I'd love to hear from you and get your feedback on these episodes. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. Take care. <laughs>